Good afternoon, Shadow Hills. Well, I know that the volunteer record of our residents is truly extraordinary. There are a lot of people who devote an enormous amount of time volunteering in the community. And I have run across a, an opportunity that you may not have heard about before. And I have two people in here to talk about it. Uh, the, the program is called Voices for Children, and the executive director is Jessica Munoz. Uh, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. And uh, my other guest is Bob Geibert, who is a an actual volunteer who is working with children now. So, um, Jessica, uh, tell the audience what Voices for Children is and what the volunteers do. I'd be happy to. Voices for Children is a nonprofit organization that serves as the court-appointed special advocate or CASA program for Riverside County. CASA's court-appointed special advocates are community volunteers who are trained and then supported by Voices for Children to serve as advocates for children in foster care. A lot of people are really surprised that when a child is removed from their home due to abuse or neglect and in her foster care, that a judge is assigned to the child and the family to make all the decisions about what will happen next. And it's those judges that appoint these CASA volunteers that are trained and, like I said, supported by Voices for Children. Okay. And what's the typical age of the kids that are in this program? We serve children birth to young adults who are 21 years of age. The most common age range for a child to be referred for a CASA volunteer uh, is about 10 to 14, but we do serve children uh, as young as infants and toddlers and young adults who are preparing to live independently. And so the, the, the typical child that's in this program is a child who can't live at home for one reason or another, right? That's right. Typically, when children are brought into foster care, um, it's because of abuse or neglect they experienced at home. Maybe there were issues of drug use or domestic violence that created a situation where their home environment wasn't safe. And so sometimes children are placed into foster care. Typically, parents are given a chance to participate in services and reunify with their children. We always want that to be the outcome, um, if that is a safe and healthy option. And then some of the children that we serve, that's not an option for them. Some of those children will be adopted, and others will remain in care until they're an adult. Okay, and an adult is 18 years old by the law's definition? That's right. So at 18, when a child in foster care turns 18 and becomes an adult, in California, we're fortunate to have a program called Extended Foster Care. So the young person can choose to remain in foster care until the age of 21 and continue to receive supported service, supportive services. We do have CASA volunteers who are working with those young adults. But at 18, it's their choice. Um, and some do exit care. And how many kids are involved in this program? So last year we served nearly 500 children across Riverside County. Um, a little over 100 of them were from the Coachella Valley. Okay. And it's easy for a child to get lost in the system once they 
uh, enter it, I understand. And one of the most important things that a CASA does is keep everything on track, correct? Absolutely. The child welfare system is complicated. There are certainly dedicated professionals like the social workers and attorneys who are assigned to the children, the judges who are hearing the cases, but they are responsible for many, many children and families at once. Part of what makes a CASA volunteer really special, especially from the child's perspective, is because they're a volunteer, they're not managing a caseload of children or families. They get to focus typically on one child or one sibling group at a time, really get to know that young person, um, and spend time with them in a way that the professionals usually aren't able to. The quality of conversation you might have while sitting eating ice cream could look very different than a social worker who might be trying to make it to lots and lots of appointments in a single day. Yeah. And so I know you, you get out of it what you get put into it. And so, Bob, why don't you tell the audience what your experience has been volunteering in this program? It's been a pretty amazing and incredible one. The training was amazing. I learned so much about the foster care system that I had absolutely no idea about. Another thing that's really good about the CASA system is the support that we have. We have 24-hour access to an advisor, associate, somebody that's working with us. If we have any questions at all, we, we can get help 24 hours a day. So a number of years ago, I decided that my professional life would be with children, and that's what I've done. Now that I'm retired, I had time available to put into a project like the CASA project. Mm -hmm. So I went through the training, and then I was matched to a young man who, at the time, was 12 years old. And he lived in the valley, so I was able to see him regularly. We did things like going to Chuck E. Cheese. That was one of his favorite things to do, and that's usually what we did. He loved to eat, like most adolescents do, especially the boys. And so we would go to a buffet afterwards and just talk. And my job was to be his advocate. And that is, to me, the primary thing that I do as a CASA. I'm able, by court order, to have access to his school records. I can talk to his teachers, supervisors, anybody at school, to his medical records. I can go to doctor's appointments, psychiatric appointments, whatever the child does medically. I look at his home environment, we talk about that. If there's any other kinds of things that I might find out, unlike a social worker who's more focused on where's the right environment for this child, et cetera, et cetera, I look at the entire child. And one of the judges has said that the outline of the child is created and I, as a CASA, color it in. So I might read something in a case file that's kind of disturbing, but as I get to know the child, I find out that's not them at all. Maybe there was an instance that that happened, but they're a totally different child. So I can give then, every six months, I write a report to the juvenile court, to the judge, and I express everything that I have learned. I can give my opinion about what I think should happen next, and I know judges have thanked me individually in court 
for creating that document because it gives them a picture, a really clear picture of that child that no one else could provide. Mm -hmm. So you've been involved with this young man for three years, you say? No, I met him at age 12, and he will be 17 very shortly. So five years. Five years. And do you have a close... Describe the relationship that you have. My relationship with him is a bit different than I hear other CASAs talk about. Many of the CASAs develop a really close relationship. They talk to their CASA representative frequently. They, they just they become very close. Because of my youth's needs, his desires to talk or not talk, we didn't have that kind of, of relationship. But we still had a strong enough relationship. I still talk to him on the phone. He loves technology, loves technology. And so we talk about that. Um, I could give him $20 maximum gift once a month if I felt that that would be appropriate. And he often wanted time on online, on an Xbox or on some uh, different kind of interactive application. And so that's the gift that he got from me, mm-hmm. and still gets from me, usually, if that's what he asks mm-hmm. for. Yeah, well, I understand that the volunteers find it very rewarding, but there's quite a process involved in becoming trained to become a volunteer. Would you describe what that process entails? Of course. So all of our volunteers complete a pre-service training course, and we call it Advocate University. Half of that is self-paced, so they can do it at home through um, online modules. And the other half is interactive or live. We now offer that component both in person um, as well as in a virtual format. The purpose of Advocate University is to be able to give volunteers like Bob an overview of the foster care system, uh, an understanding of the resources and support that is available to a volunteer as they uh, serve their child, and really lay the foundation to help them get started. As Bob mentioned, all of our CASA volunteers have an advocacy supervisor who is assigned to our volunteers to guide them and assist them and be their right hand along the way. So the training is to help them get started, but we provide individualized support throughout their advocacy. Okay. And if this resonates with you, uh, I would like to direct you to the voices. Look up Voices for Children on YouTube. There are a number of great interviews with uh, both kids and with uh, volunteers who talk about what their their experience was. And um, like everything, I guess, you get out of it what you put into it. Uh, but for someone who's motivated along this way, I think that this could be a wonderful opportunity for them. And from what I understand, there are hundreds of kids in the county who do not have a volunteer looking after them. Is that correct? That's right. We have more than 100 children on any given day who are waiting for the assignment of a CASA who've been referred to us and many other children that we could certainly serve if we had more wonderful people in the community come and make the kind of commitment that that Bob has made to be there for a child that really needs them. Okay. 
So if this resonates with you uh, and you would like to get a hold of Jessica, uh, you can certainly just email me at podcasts at Sun City Shadow Hills. Or, uh, Jessica, why don't you give your contact information so people can contact you directly? My pleasure. The best way to learn more about Voices for Children is to visit our website, which is www.speakupnow.org, www.speakupnow.org, or they can give us a call at 951-472-9301, 951-472-9301. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming in, and uh, I hope that uh, one or two people in this community of 6,000 residents uh, raise their hand and come out to help you. We'd be so appreciative. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for coming in and to the audience. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you.